0: Yapa yeah, Yapa yeah, 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 yeah,
1: This is Yapa yeah, hosted by Hey everyone, I just wanted to stop in before this episode starts to apologize for the quality of my microphone. I'm not sure what was going on, I don't know what Zoom was doing, but Kiko and I had been trying to record for a couple of months, so I'm going to play the episode anyway because it was a really great conversation and I want you to hear it but I just wanted to make sure that you were aware that yes, I know my mic quality is not great in this episode. You can deal. <laughs> Have a great time listening. This is Kiko.
2: The good thing is, it can all be edited. Oh, I never edit this podcast. <laughs> great, kill
0: right
1: now. Hey everyone, welcome to Yeah But The Podcast. My name is Vivian Gabor and I get to talk to one of my best Scottish friends living over there in Glasgow. Uh, don't worry, that's the only that's the only time I will pretend I can do a Scottish accent because like, I cannot. Uh, everyone, it's Kiko. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I I am. It's a private shame of mine that I can't do a Scottish accent, considering I have Scottish family.
2: <laughs> there is a lot of people that try, and it is always guaranteed to be absolutely awful.
1: I mean, I'll just pretend I'm talking with a Scottish accent right now because Fran sounds like this all the time.
2: I mean, if you want to sound like (laughs) Fran, you just need to, like, lower your vocal register and just talk like this all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: literally. (laughs) I'm kidding.
1: Love you, Fran. Anyway, (laughs) how have you been
2: doing, Kiko? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm holding it together. You know how, like, when... Um you build something and it starts to like fall apart and you just put like some sellotape on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. a spot down just now. Just me, a little bit of tape. <laughs> I'm keeping it together, it's fine.
1: Perfect. I understand that. What is what are they doing for quarantine over there? Like, are they doing quarantine? I feel like Scotland's smarter than the UK. Oh um, and yes, I just said it that way on purpose. Well, I
2: mean, we've just, we've only just went back into a visitor lockdown because, uh, so we can't have visitors in our houses because people have been going to big parties and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, pubs, bars, restaurants, um, they're all still open. Um, Theatres and any performance spaces aren't, though, so that's pretty shit. I feel like
1: it should be the other way around. Right. Right? Because so, aren't, like, theater goers normally a little bit more respectful of people's face? Than <laughs> club goers? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, plus, if you... If you the, the, the issue is, if you try and take anyone Scottish away from their alcohol... That's true. That is very true. We're, we're quite alcohol-reliant as a society, which is a terrible thing. <laughs> I mean, right now, the, the only comfort some
1: of us have.
2: This is true, I recently bought a cocktail shaker um, I don't know who the fuck I think I am But I've been making some great espresso martinis
0: So <laughs> Hey, sure that's that.
2: great, mix those downers and uppers Exactly,
1: exactly, all of that So, have you been able to do any kind of drag? I've seen you posting, but I don't know if they're like new things Or if you're just kind of recycling um, old content like a lot of us Oh, I don't, I, don't, I
2: think I've I've posted one throwback photo, but everything else I've done has been has been new. I did some digital performances, but um, the kind of drive to do digital performance, it, it's like it's
1: very low. So much work. <laughs> it, it, like one
2: of, one of I've, I've done four videos, and um, one of them I learned how to use two different like film editing software programs and I put together this you know a video blah 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 and it was like a wee five minute video I think and I think the total hours put into it clocked in at around 90 hours of work oh my god and um it's like my second least viewed performance so (laughs) it's yeah drive is just not there anymore
1: I feel like the the adage of that we pay more for drag than we bring in is just like, i brutal right now. Yeah. Like yeah, considering totally. man hours for editing, like it's just, like I just did a birthday show and I spent uh, hours and hours and hours filming and making things and recording. Like easily, easily if it was like a paid gig, I would have charged like a couple thousand for it. Mm-hmm. But it was also for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, drag has become more now than ever, like a passion project. Mm. Um, it's really not something that, at the moment, there's any kind of feasible career options. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's it's yeah. great. We love it. We're just starting <laughs> off, you know, our conversation on a really light note,
1: a very light note. Well, let's 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 switch gears. Um, so I met you because I was doing glamour um, at um, I don't remember the do bar's know. name. It was in Edinburgh. What do you remember the name of the bar? The street. What was it? The street. The street. Yes, and it was a great little bar. So much fun. I nearly fell off the stage like five times, but it was <laughs> the greatest group of people. And we met, and I was going over to Glasgow after that, and mm-hmm. I was like, I know literally no one in Glasgow. And I was traveling with someone in Edinburgh, but then I was going to Glasgow by myself. So I, was, <laughs> I got there, and you were like, so do you want to hang out? Because I know you're probably bored. <laughs> and it started this wonderful friendship. <laughs> and by friendship, I mean, we don't really talk as much as like. I mean, um... We <laughs>
2: I probably talk to you more than I talk to the entirety of my biological family.
1: So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But how about you tell people a little bit? Because I feel like Scottish drag is very overlooked. Um, Okay. Especially by (laughs) drag (laughs) race. I I don't know. Scotland doesn't know much about them, Um, or they don't know Scotland until supposedly season two. Anyway. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about Scottish Drag. Like, what what is it like? What are shows like? How is it different? It's,
2: I would say it's really, really varied as a community. Um, there's usually someone that does a little bit of everything. Like, if you, like, alternative drag or, like, goth-inspired drag, there's a show for that if you like art school drag and really conceptual performances, there's a show for that like, um, well not right now, there's no no shows for anyone (laughs) but (laughs) usually, so I think we're a very varied community I think um, a lot of our drag is really really performance based because um, you know shows don't pay a lot of money at all (laughs) Um, so sometimes you'll get like a supermarket meal deal, and you'll be happy, you know. Yeah, and and that's fine. And maybe maybe a taxi home, but that is really
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Really boat out there, but um, yeah, that's the kind of vibes of, of Scottish drag—a little bit of everything, um, very performance-based, and
1: not as bitchy as we look. Yeah, that's something. Okay, and I this is gonna come up really weird and kind of rude but like (laughs) when I got there and started like seeing shows I was like oh my god everyone's gonna be so mean like you all look like little bitches and then like people were coming up I was out of drag like let me just preface this: I was out of drag and I went to AXM in Glasgow and I was there by myself like you hadn't shown up yet and I was sitting in the corner and like six people came up to me and were like, oh my God, you're amazing. How are you? What's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was just like, I've never, I've never in my life have someone like actually come up to me out of drag at a gay bar and be like, oh my God, you're great. Oh, really? It's, yeah. Like, Scott- Scotland is a very like, it's a very warm place. And by warm, I don't mean the weather. It's you definitely don't. Opposite of that. But it's the people there seem so much kinder and so much more welcoming than most other places I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the reason why a lot of your drag is so very so. It's it, drag in Scotland always felt more performance art to me than anything yeah. else. Because like you go to like New York or LA or Seattle or even like even London, or, well, London and Manchester, not so much, but, like, you see a lot of, like, top 40s and a lot of dancing queens, a lot of queens Mm -hmm. who look very similar, and then you get to Scotland, and it's like, oh, that person, like, just slapped paint on their face, but I totally get it, and it's cool, or that person painted for the gods, and now they're, like, rolling around in a kiddie pool full of mud.
2: Yeah. like (laughs) It's the coolest thing. Fair game. Um, I, I think there's... In terms of like, even, even you know, you're seeing like dancery type style queens, I don't even think there's many of those here. A lot of queens here, they can do like, all the tricks and the dips and the that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't really call them dancers as such, because they don't, they do an eight count. <laughs> so yeah. there's like actual dancers here. I don't even think we have many. We have like me, um, we have a queen called Blaze, Oh, people that actually, actually dance, but yeah, so so like there's only a few like that and then there's only a few that do like pageant style drag and feel mm-hmm. glamour, stones, um, sculpt wigs and then there's only a few that do comedy so we've got a little bit of everything, our, our eggs are in like every basket, fingers and all the pies. As, <laughs> as many
0: pies
2: as possible. Many pies as possible because <laughs> we're all fat.
0: So, and all of those
2: <laughs> pies are fried. All <laughs> sauce some. on
1: them. <laughs> deep fried, girl. Uh, oh, okay. so good. Honestly, that's my best memory of Edinburgh. Is after that show, we all went upstairs to the fry shop, and I had a fried cheeseburger for the first time. I had deep fried pizza. I had. Are these just not deep things. No, absolutely not. There's no shop in New York that I know of where you could get a deep fried ham. <laughs> See, that's
2: like so deep fried Oreos that's interesting that that's something i 've never had, but like oh, it's so bad. Uh, deep fried hamburgers yeah that's like really f- common <laughs> normal you can buy that at the supermarket if you want that's so strange to me oh wow, Culture <laughs> shock sometimes is mental
1: i mean that's that's why I love the uk because there's so many things that to me are super exotic, and to you guys it's like that's Two pounds yeah. at the
0: supermarket, like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> Oh my
2: god. Um, one thing that um, I think w- w- Scotland is both famous for it is, like, the deep-fried Mars bar. Um, yes. That's like a, that's a little cultural icon of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Not the haggis, not the kilts, <laughs> not the whiskey, not the bagpipes. The deep-fried Mars bar, I think, is a big claim to fame, and it is fucking excellent.
1: Oh, it's one of the best things you'll ever have in your life.
2: But, but it, it is absolutely one of those foods that you, you with every bite,
1: you gain a pound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can feel it immediately. Oh, completely. <laughs> kind of like going to McDonald's and getting a Cadbury egg um, McFlurry.
2: Oh, we did those at Easter.
1: And I did were, that uh... so many times when I was there. and I felt so gross for going to McDonald's while I was in another country. And I was like, except I can't get McFlurries anywhere. I I totally
2: disagree with (laughs) this idea that going to McDonald's in other countries is a bad idea, because I work in McDonald's still currently, and I've worked there for seven years. Yay! Um, (laughs) McDonald's in other countries are so interesting because they always have different things.
0: Yeah.
2: French McDonald's have wedges. That's insane to me.
1: Wedges. I have never been more happy that at McDonald's had the touch screen ordering devices that I was in Paris.
2: <laughs> oh, we have those here now as well. All of us oh, here. no, I know. I
1: was just because I am only just now oh. learning French, and so I was just like, please, please let those be in Paris, and they were, and I was so happy.
2: So there, there's loads of, like, American McDonald's products that I've really wanted to try. Um, oh, the what's the one you always hear about you always hear about the shamrock shake and how good oh my like God, it God, is so good so many people hate on
1: them anymore so is it, is shamrock it like mint chocolate? Like, chocolate no it's just mint it's just mint mint and vanilla oh, okay and i it's one of those things that you either really really love or you really mm-hmm. really hate and i mm-hmm. really really love them they're like pumpkin spice lattes <laughs>
2: Oh, they're awful!
1: You either get them on the the day they come out and are super excited about them, or you like never touch them.
2: I I I tried one once and I just didn't understand it. I, I, but that's I don't like cinnamon. I don't like cinnamony or Christmas. And this is flavors. where we're going to end the podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I I don't like cinnamony flavors or anything like that's sweet funny. and the spice doesn't go together for me. <sighs> How are? Sweet is sweet, spice <laughs> is spice Spice is like a no, secret no, no, no. And this is,
1: this is where your inner um, United Kingdom person comes out Because uh, <laughs> you need to use those spices uh, oh, No, 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 you're not about to
2: call me white taste buds uh, Excuse me I'm, I pick my money where my mouth is, but I perform K-pop and I eat Korean food, I perform <laughs> J-pop and I eat Japanese food, I'm well acquainted with spice, I just, just
1: think it belongs in a coffee. I feel like you just made the equivalent of, I have a gay friend, so I can talk about gay things. <laughs> so,
2: I so did. Oh. I
1: eat Japanese food, so I'm good. It's
2: good. <laughs> you know what, we'll edit that out never never everyone were
1: canceling kiko out
2: <laughs> no I, I i actually hate british food i don't i i think i feel like every british person blind. i've
0: ever talked to says that they
2: hate british food it's, it's so funny it's literally all all of our like staple foods are like stolen from somewhere else it really except for <laughs> boiled things just shoving stuff yeah. in boiling water yeah, yeah but but like literally colonialism <laughs> is like so so what, what are staple british foods fish and chips which i'm mm, sure is that. like european in origin um chicken tikka masala which is <laughs> like indian in origin but uh-huh. w- was made here um we have hundreds and hundreds of chinese takeaways none of which i believe sell authentic chinese food it's all been like Altered for Britain, it's just. So... I
1: mean, welcome, welcome to American food choices too. Like, we don't actually have Mexican food. We have like Tex-Mex. Oh, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. We have
1: crunchy tacos. Crunchy tacos are not a thing in Mexico. Oh. Oh yeah,
2: because <laughs> oh, you guys have Taco Bell, which we recently bought. <laughs> I, I love. Taco I, Bell. I like
1: it. I don't understand the craze, but I like it. Well, that's because you guys have Indian food as your Mexican food.
0: <laughs> Why are we
1: talking about this? this is we, we have really went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're,
1: we need to shoot this bunny. The we bunny trail is food. too long. We, we both, both food. love food, and yeah. anyone who's ever seen a picture of me understands
0: my deep and
1: inviting love of food. Anyone and I will say, the last with me post lockdown, <laughs> the last food item that I'm going to talk about, though I did try haggis. Because Mm -hmm. I felt an obligation to. I was like, I cannot go to Scotland and not have it. I would feel terrible. Um, I did have kind of a bougie version that had, like, a plum, like, reduction sauce on the side of it. What the fuck? So it made it a little more tasty. (laughs) But it was good. I liked it. You needed to to
2: make it more tasty? It's very
1: good. I I don't understand. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't. understand people who hate on it, but they eat sausage and hot dogs. And, like, it's the same thing.
2: Haggis was, like, my favorite food before I went pescatarian. I fucking love haggis. And then now I've moved on to vegetarian haggis. It's so good. Wait, vegetarian haggis? That sounds even better. Oh, it's just great. And then, like, you you can eat it without imagining all of the horrible (laughs) horror stories you hear about haggis. I mean, you just have to think about those
1: poor plants getting ripped up and screaming as they're being like, cut into pieces, but...
2: Oh, when you put it that
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, they deserved it. They were growing in the ground. I fucking dare they? <laughs> um, what got you started on your drag journey? Like, I honestly, I don't think we've ever talked about, like, when you came out, how you got started in drag, all of that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, well... I'm not going to do
2: the thing that every other queen of my generation tries to do and tries to say that Drag Race didn't start their interest in drag. <laughs> <laughs> because they always are like, oh, well, there was this one really niche thing, and then I'd watch Drag Race. And then they try and <laughs> jump around the topic. No, absolutely mm. not. A friend put me on to watching Drag Race around, oh, I want to say it was when season six was airing. Me um, too! Right, okay, cool.
1: Like Ben de La Creme, all of those people.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bianca. Darian
1: Lake was my hugest inspiration. I love and that, I mean yeah. that in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but yeah, so that that started my interest in drag because before then all I kinda knew was like traditional British drag, which is like um Dame Edna Everidge, Lily Savage, you know, these kind of um Comedy queens who would do what we call like pub drag, you know, and right. um, the kind of drag that is accepted by the 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 straight community mm-hmm. um, Or man in a wig as we'd also call it. Yes but We're not it isn't a great way to describe it, but um, yeah, so that's the only kind of drag I, I knew of before and so Drag Race opened this kind of world of oh you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and you can pretty and you can dance. And so from there, um, I was about 16 and I started um, channeling an interest of makeup, um, an interest in Japanese culture, Korean culture, all into who and I know called Kiko. Um, so yeah, it, it's just kind of drag is kind of Taken all my my previous interests and in, like the K-pop industry and anime and um, oh what else, dancers, women, all all these like interests I had and encompassed it in this one thing and I've been kicking mm-hmm. about. I've been perf- performing for around just over three years now, and um, yeah, I've been a a skid mark in the Scottish drag scene for three years. <laughs> They can't get what a way people. to put it!
1: What a way to put it! Even what when you wash it, ways. it doesn't come out. Absolutely not!
2: Absolutely <laughs> not! I'm
1: still fucking here. Um, and what is what is kind of the uh, how do I put this the the cultural ramifications of being gay in Scotland Because I was I'm only when I visited, I've only visited twice, and I was only there for a few days each time. And so I like mostly stayed in my Airbnb or like Ubers places or things like that. So like, I didn't really see straight people (laughs) in drag, (laughs) but like, what is, what is the the culture like over there in terms of I mean,
2: I think we've, we've definitely moved relatively, I think we're very, very, oh my God, I can't speak. We're relatively progressive in terms of like politics, I believe. Um, our our current politicians in power are very forward thinking. There's been a lot of good moves made in the past few years um, for gay and trans rights, which has been really, really cool. Um, in terms of like the public eye, um, in more recent years we've had drag on um campaigns for the glasgow subway not the sandwich shop the the underground (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and um so we've had we've got a drag queen on on the ad campaign for that at the moment Uh, we've had drag queens on the british broadcasting company scotland channel um loads of big drag ads for drag race obviously and i think it's all been relatively well accepted, but before lockdown I, I would walk to and from my shows in, in drag um, or get public transport in drag. It's never really massively bothered me, um, but I, I do feel it as like post lockdown the people that are out are the people that are disobeying the guidelines mm. so in general I, I don't enjoy being out and around in Glasgow at the moment. But but before, I think, we were doing great. It was very accepting. That's
1: um, good. Yeah, Scotland seems like a really progressive country mm-hmm. as a whole. I mean, obviously, I'm speaking very generally, but as a whole, there's, the country seems very productive.
2: There's a lot of progression, but there's a lot of... Oh, how do I describe it? Like, old habits, old habits die hard kind of situations mm-hmm. where, like, we're raised calling corner shops racist names. We're raised calling takeaways racist names. Yeah. Um, even a minute ago, when I, when I said, like, man in a wig, I would never usually say that kind of thing. Um, no, but in the, con- in, in the context of this podcast, we understand why we say that. I mean, I know, of course. That sort of thing. But, but yes, yeah, so there, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of parts of, of Scottish society that is very stuck in their ways, and I, I would mm-hmm. say we're... Still with the UK in terms of like, uh, I don't word it. <laughs> with, with the UK in terms of like racist undertones uh, um, yeah. and and fear of the different. But I, I do think on the surface we actually are a pretty progressive nation, which is, I mean thank fuck because I'm fucking <laughs> mental.
1: <laughs> well I I. I not to put too fine a point on it, but I do think that Scotland is miles ahead of England. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Having spent most of my time in England, Mm -hmm. um, most of my time over there in England, I definitely see Scotland being quite a bit ahead. Like, I got a chance to sit in on Parliament one time and they were discussing discussing universal healthcare, or you guys just call it healthcare. Um, (laughs) You don't have to socialize your healthcare because it is. Um <laughs> out. <for now>. Um, <laughs> don't say for now. Don't scare me, girl. <laughs> well, but so we. I got to go and sit and watch parliament. And They were discussing healthcare bills, uh, and it was so strange to me that they were like, "This, the speaker? Is the person in charge of parliament?"
2: Um. The the speaker. Oh, I'm not massive in politics, but the, the speaker kind of. Controls the motion.
1: Yes. Well, let know so, who
2: speaks when and, and that kind of thing.
1: So the speaker was letting literally every uh, PM from uh, not PM MP literally every MP from England speak as much as they wanted, and then as soon as one of the Scottish MPs would stand up, it was like, <laughs> oh, "We don't need to hear that. I don't care. We're gonna move on." Yeah, they don't. I was. Like I got so mad. Because, like, the, the MP from Glasgow specifically stood up and she was like, there is a drug problem in my city. And people are dying from overdoses in larger numbers than ever before. And you are not doing anything about this. When are we going to talk about this? And the speaker was literally like, you can keep asking, but we're not going to talk about it. I was like, yeah. ah, what? how can you
0: do
2: that? That's so, that's weird. so weird. A massive source of, of discomfort um, in our society because that, that well, i mean that's where the whole nationalist um independence movement mm-hmm. kind of started um and and when you look at it on paper uh, i see it as fairly clear-cut but that's because my political views are usually rather liber- liberal but yeah. um there are scottish issues really being given justice in westminster uh, should our politics still really be set, decided with in, in in England between English people like I, th- I think something is um that often comes up is we, we've they've devolved so many powers to the Scottish Parliament now um I think a lot of people are just like I'll just devolve the rest like mm-hmm. <laughs> just get it over and done <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it's uh we had an independence referendum and it was actually really really close it was I want to say 45 to 55.
1: Um, that was just
2: last year, wasn't it? Or two years ago? It was a, a few years ago. A few years ago now. Um, and it, it was a no vote. But there are now calls for a second independence referendum because a lot of the promises, as, as politicians do, a lot of the promises made were never followed through on. Um, and and people kind of want to re-go. But I think all of that is kind of on pause with with coronavirus. I, I think that the... The focus is on kind of controlling the COVID-19 pandemic and yeah. and trying to make the best moves to keep people safe, keep the economy safe. Um, All in spite
0: of your Prime Minister. Or not your <laughs> Prime Minister, but the Prime Minister of England. Well,
2: still my <laughs> Prime Minister, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. We're all good. This is fine, it's fine. We're we keep fine. trying to
2: we keep trying to get away from these depressing topics and we always seem to I be mean, circling back to them.
1: I mean, but it's it's just because these are the things that are on our minds right now and they have to be on our minds. Of course, um, yeah. And we just have to find ways to make light of them. Yeah, yeah, no
2: feeling. Really. Um, but but back to the original point, yes. I, I think Scotland's very, very progressive. I, I do enjoy being in Scotland. Um, I don't feel unsafe where yeah. I live. Because um, that's like a basic need. You know, you want to feel safe where you're living. Yeah, just a little. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? I have to
1: say, Scotland is definitely like in the bidding for if I ever get to retire, that's where I'm going to retire.
2: <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> we have loads and loads of lovely, lovely landscapes. Outside of the city, just don't move to a city.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful! It's so beautiful.
2: It, I mean, it literally feels—it feels like another world. Like it really does. Highlands, Highlands. It's like loads of people don't even know all that's there. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Sorry, if there's noise in the background. I, I don't have a wall in my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> um. No, every time, every time I've been there, it's just like, am I, like it's, it's like stepping into a fairy tale. Mm. And it's not because of anything anyone does. It's just that kind of like everything is old and mossy and like mm-hmm. just just the slightest bit of fog to make everything a little blurry. Like it's yeah. just like a romantic filter over everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of Scotland is, like those kind of. Um, I want to say, like, wintry fantasy kind of fairy tales. Um, but the, the cities aren't like that, but, but
1: as soon as you go <laughs> yeah. higher up... Higher I up, mean, if you're in Edinburgh, if you're on, like, the Royal Mile, it kind of feels like that. But Glasgow's definitely a little bit more
0: industrial.
2: <laughs> I'm not a fan of Edinburgh. Edinburgh confuses me. It's or one no. big maze. <laughs> That's true. That is for <laughs> It, it, what I, do, I, I love Glasgow because I, I'm someone that is very, very disorganized. I don't know if you remember when you were over last, but I'm very well acquainted with being late to things and, and losing losing track of my time and stuff.
1: It's okay, and... I do too. <laughs> there were definitely, we, we switched off times of being like, we're going to hang out tomorrow at this time. Like one of us would wake up like two hours later.
0: Hey.
2: I mean, this podcast was meant to be done, like, a month ago, so there's that.
0: <laughs> that is very true. Um,
2: we so worked on th- our
0: own time And
2: um, so the fact that Glasgow is, like, a grid makes me very, very happy because I know where everything is. Mm-hmm. And I know where I'm going. Whereas Edinburgh is, like, if you, if you open it on your maps and your phone, it looks like a straight line. Mm-hmm. But then you get to where the straight line should be and there's a wall. <laughs> or there's fifteen flights of stairs, or there's a big carving hill, and it's
0: oh, it's awful, <laughs> awful. I yeah.
1: remember there was one time the first night we got there, we hadn't eaten anything in like several hours. We were mm-hmm. on the train, it's like a six-hour train from London, and we got off the train and we tried to walk to our Airbnb like five times, <laughs> and we walked a, the wrong direction five times in different directions. Yep. And then we put our stuff down. We finally got to our Airbnb, put our stuff down. We're like, let's go get some food. Oh, it's only like half a mile away. We could walk, step outside. Oh, it's up like a giant hill. Uh,
0: yeah. Uber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: And Uber is something that's only got here in the past few years. If you came here, like, I want to say two to three to four years ago, that wouldn't have you wouldn't have gotten a beer anywhere
1: because there wouldn't have been anywhere. <laughs> I would have just stayed in
0: the Airbnb. I'm
1: good. There was there was like the world's oldest pub, like right across the street. I would have just gone there. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> just home in the pub. Home
0: in the pub. It
2: oh god, I couldn't. I, that's that's one thing. So like, in in my out of drag jobs, um, it's always very interesting for me to work around a lot of straight people. Because it's like looking into a different like world entirely. Mm-hmm. I was in work the other week, and, and and this this guy, bless him, he was like, um, I'm going to try to an Irish accent, and it's going to be really awful, but I'm going to give it
1: a go. <laughs> it's going to be better and, than um, I do. I was like,
2: have you ever heard of OnlyFans? It's this thing, and, and they're making thousands of money. And I was like, yeah, honey, OnlyFans has been around for us for, like, years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he was like, Absolutely losing his shit over. It's called a back sack and crack. I was like, "Yeah, so like a a full Brazilian then." Yeah, what's? And he was like, his little mind was like blown because he was dared to get a back sack and crack. And I was just like, "Oh,
1: oh buddy, oh, oh. buddy, <laughs> that's so
2: cute." <laughs> Try getting your entire body sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that that's I don't. I've totally lost my train of thought. I don't know why I started talking about straight people at my work. <laughs> um,
1: it, it, it happens. There was a point. Um, home, so, <laughs> um, I was talking about only going to the pub and home, pub and home. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when <laughs> they always ask me, like, oh, what, what what, clubs do you go to? And I'm like, well, I've got an excellent choice in Glasgow of all two gay clubs that I can
1: go to. Both of which are really lovely clubs, I will say. Yeah, yeah. Compared to clubs here, I prefer them. So that makes me feel better.
2: Oh, really? I've always kind of idolized the... I've always wanted to go to, like, an American gay
1: bar. I mean, it's just a different... um, different feeling...
0: Mm -hmm. The New
1: York ones especially are very small, so they're really crowded, and they can't really handle that. I get panic back in crowded spaces. So I like the ones in Glasgow, because they're much larger and open. and There's generally a lot more room to move around, because they're not as busy, but in a good way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My lips are sealed. I don't know what you're
0: talking about. I mean, for
1: instance, I went... At Pride this last year, I went mm-hmm. to um. shoot, which one was I went to therapy. Went to therapy, which is anyone from New York will know where they're. Okay, I
2: thought anyway, you were it's, telling it's me. Anyway, it's it's a two
1: no, it's a two level bar. It's a two level club. I thought you were I telling me you like- you'd <laughs> been to therapy for Pride. No, but that's the beauty of that name. And that <laughs> club is actually
0: closed now. So, so. Oh, Okay.
1: Oh well. Um, but. It was so busy. It was uh, They were on a one-in, one-out basis, Mm. and like I got in and could not. Mm. Like literally you had to wait like two hours to get to the bar, getting up the stairs. You had to like push people out of the
2: way. It was awful. I I think bars at Pride are like that because our bars
1: are like that at Pride. It's awful. I hate going here in Pride. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I love that you guys, like, at least get dressing rooms.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i like in all of our clubs, but yeah. Uh,
1: is it the Dark Lady? Is that the name of the, the club that I've performed at? No. They're giving me really. Yeah, no, what's the name of the club that I normally perform at in class? Uh, <laughs> the one uh, with Suck. So- oh, Delmonica's. So- yeah, Delmonica's. I don't know where I got the Dark Lady. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Demonic <laughs> no, my has, camera frozen? Yeah, it's your camera's frozen. but it's okay. That's you're just sh- giving me you're giving me a weird look in the, the frozen picture, and it it honestly makes me feel fairly normal. So uh. <laughs> anyway, so demonic Monica's. Will I, try and fix I just I love it because it's actually a fairly large dressing room area. It's like a karaoke room. But like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it not, actually, it actually like. like it is a, hmm. There's room to actually, like, change. And I did my makeup yeah. up there one night. And like, um, the, only, the only problem with it is you can't, like, jump when you're performing. <laughs> you can to hit your head. But,
2: yeah, Demonicus is a big mezzanine. And I, every time I perform, it's <laughs> very interesting. Because I'm, like, you. Yeah, I'm, quite, I'm quite a tall gal. A very, very yeah. tall woman.
1: I mean, it's a good thing that I don't really dance. I just kind of stand and deliver and occasionally run forward and then back up slowly,
2: or <laughs> eat an entire bowl of ice cream. Tell Wait, you. did
1: I do that one? That? No, I did that one in Edinburgh. Although,
2: well, yeah, but you know. Did I do like...
1: that in Glasgow too? I don't think so. Okay, well for those listening, I have this number where I do Jar of Hearts like Christina Perry, and I eat an entire pint of ice cream in the course of the song. So inevitably, there's some point near the end where I'm like. It. I, I still have half of a pint to go. I have an ice cream headache and I just have to shovel it in. And I'll like start feeding the audience and like it'll get in my hair and I'll like suck it out of my hair. And, like, it's Oh, that's that's a performance
2: great. that you will never be able to bring back post corona. It's
1: very true. I'm not feeding anyone ice cream after all of it. <laughs> just means I have to like actually eat the whole pint myself. Oh. I, I, did them learn, them. I did learn, I did learn, if you want to do that in a number, choose like coconut milk based ice cream. Yeah. Because it doesn't give you an ice cream headache, like dairy ice cream.
2: I mean that, and you don't try and feed it to <laughs> anyone
1: that's lactose
2: intolerant, I thought that's where you were going with that, but okay. No, that's not where I
1: was going with that, but that's fantastic. <laughs> For <laughs> any vegans, you just like walk up to a vegan, here, have some ice cream, and shove it in the <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> My camera is frozen
2: again, hasn't it? It's okay, yeah. This is awful. I'm taking this is off just, the camera. This is,
1: this is real drag. <laughs> awful. It's okay, I'm fine looking at myself while we record, because I'm actually in makeup today. I mean, I'm always in makeup, but I'm actually
0: in makeup today,
1: and uh, I'm very vain. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I'm sure the, the four people listening will understand how self-obsessed you are. It's okay.
1: Thank you for having <laughs> such high expectations for
0: this episode.
2: Uh, well, really, all it is is my own expectations for myself bleed out into my opinions <laughs> of Dragon General. So it's all just a self-read. It's okay, girl.
1: That's completely fine. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned earlier um, that you tend to do more like K-pop, J-pop kind of. Is there a reason for that? Like where did that come from? Where are those influences from in your life?
2: You know those kids in school that would just sit in the corner and um, have no friends and um, a drawing pad? Mm -hmm.
1: That was me. Did you work Um, that year? Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. you
0: did. Okay. I really Don't did. worry, I
1: sat with those kids. I didn't have any friends either. I wasn't I wasn't one of those kids, but I didn't have any friends, so I just sat with them all the time, and they didn't care. <laughs> well,
2: that's, that's fair enough, then. Um, I think they yeah. sensed that I was
1: gay, and they were like, you're one of us, come with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of us, one of us, one of us. Eventually, hentai
1: will be interesting to you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But but yeah, so I'm one of those kids that just happened to fall into makeup. Um, but that that's where all all of that part of my drag comes from. Um, I was oh, I was that kid at school that would have an anime backpack. I was that kid at school that um, would talk about eating sushi like it was groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> oh my really- god, have
1: you had a California roll?
2: I mean, in Scotland, that is still pretty groundbreaking. Um, we had one Japanese restaurant up until like three years ago, so, oh no. <laughs> right? But um, but yeah, so th- that's where all those kind of influences came from, and then about, that's where all the kind of Japanese obsession came from, it was just ch- childhood obsession. Um, And then all the K-pop started filtering in about two years ago, when a friend introduced me to Blackpink, And I immediately loved them, as most people seem to. (laughs) Um, And that's where all that kind of thing happens. Because I I have this thing, and I'm sure a lot of us do it, where we open one YouTube video. And then you just fall into a rabbit hole. Oh, yes. Every
0: night.
2: As (laughs) RuPaul once said, very famously, um, when one video ends... Just open up another one. It's It's called called (laughs) binge-watching. Go ahead. I support you.
1: I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, Rue, A, why are you explaining what binge-watching is to us? And B, why are you
2: supporting this? (laughs) Excuse me. I need
1: someone someone to tell me to go to bed, not someone to tell me to (laughs) keep watching videos. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, <laughs> bro. I will yeah. put money in your pocket.
2: <laughs> I, so I filled in a rabbit hole of, of videos about K-pop, and um, I think I want to say it was a couple of years after Gangnam Style, but a couple of I want to say well, I don't know, but yeah, um, and that's where all the obsession has come from now. Because I've always loved girl groups. That's one thing I really miss about Western pop music. Western pop music. Oh yeah,
1: I was like, to me, England doesn't feel like Western pop music, but it is Western pop music. I was going to say, don't forget all the English girls. But no,
2: no, like, so like, pop groups like Girls Are Out, oh my god, I can't speak, Girls Aloud, Sugar Babes. You're Scottish, Babes. can you ever speak? <laughs> <laughs> girls Aloud, Sugar Babes, The Spice Girls, Liberty mm. X, they're not a girl group, but I, um, the, these kind of troops of women... Mm -hmm. who looked beautiful 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 women um, wearing matching outfits doing you know thought out choreography I've always loved that and that's like missing from
1: from pop these days and actual like beats in music and like like being able to understand words in music yeah it's it's a lot missing in modern pop music it's a (laughs) lot of because, Ariana Grande.
0: Um, uh,
2: I mean I was gonna say pop music these days is a lot of sample loops and muttering. It like really that. is. It really <laughs> is. But um so I think that aspect that's such a huge aspect of K pop is like the visual and the choreography. And mm. that I was a sucker, a sucker for <laughs> that. And um I've never managed to escape.
1: So I think my favorite thing about K pop is that there's not a single Twitter thread that doesn't have some K-pop fan just randomly <laughs> posting a video or gif in it for no reason whatsoever. Well,
2: they've, they've developed a meme. There's a meme chain that's developed, and it's that meme of the, uh, I want to say, early 90s style gentleman in a suit with his hand out, say in black and white, mm. saying, stop. We don't want to see your shitty K-pop video. <laughs> And then K-pop Twitter have developed a comeback to that, and I don't even remember what it is, but it's now, like, a full thread of the same meme, just with different things. K-pop Twitter is mental, by the way. I want to say now that I don't associate with K-pop Twitter. (laughs) It's the funniest
1: thing ever. Like, you can be looking at something, like, a post about fried hamburgers, and all of a sudden, like, ten posts down, it's just... No explanation, just a video, like a compilation video of yep. like K-pop boy band dancing. Yep. You're like, I, what? What is the connection? Yep.
2: <laughs> Someone explain it to me. It's it's utter 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 insanity. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I like my girl groups, I like my dancing, but but K-pop is not <laughs> not my scene.
1: Yeah, I feel that way about a lot of. Stand cultures like I'll, I'll appreciate the artist, but I really can't stand the, the fans of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like um 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 questions. What are some questions? I don't know. I never prepare for any of these ever. Maybe we should. I I should, but we're going on three years of this podcast, and I uh, it's just a tradition now.
0: So <laughs> <Don't laughs> yeah, prepare why, ever.
1: Why start now? Why so now? Why start now? Um, are, have you, are you,
0: what's the word I'm looking for?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm in drag. When I, when I have makeup on, my brain doesn't work. I'm Smooth like, brain. who's oh, pretty? Who is that? Smooth brain, no thoughts, head <laughs> empty. Exactly. Unless, if there's a mirror, I know how to think about what I look like. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than that, there are no thoughts happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you born and raised in region, or are you from Somewhere else. So I'm from
2: a town just outside Glasgow called Paisley. Um,
1: <laughs> what? Paisley. There's more of that uh, colonial influence. What influence? Colonial influence. The the uh, Paisley is actually from India. The pattern.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the so it was a callback, um, and you missed it. All right. Just keep talking. I'm thick with about 40 C's (laughs) in the head. Um, Yeah, no, Paisley Patton, Paisley Mills. um, Paisley's got lots lots and lots and lots of history, actually. Um, All of which I don't find interesting at all, because I hate history. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm from a town called Paisley. um, And I moved up to Glasgow uh, four years ago. Um, yeah, as as soon as I as soon as I could get out of Paisley, I did, because um, I I think, almost going back to this, circling back to the conversation we had earlier about you know progressive attitudes, I think also you're probably only exposed to that because you're in the city, and no one's shocked by anything in the city, like <laughs> you know anything yeah. goes. But as soon as you as soon as you leave cities, I think that's where you see the the deep-rooted issues with anything that's different yeah. so um i didn't even like even even now when i when i walk out the door i think i'm quite i'm quite femme presenting i'm, I'm you know i've got long hair i always have a makeup on um and that kind of stuff that would not fly in paisley ever mm. um i remember when i had the audacity to go if um a fringe or bangs if you want to
1: <laughs> I had the
0: fringe. <laughs>
1: would you like a fringe love fuck off um quite cute audacity. in it
0: <laughs> that's awful. <awesome. laughs>
1: <laughs> but
2: i had the audacity to grow out my hair and get it bleached and um that, that that's the up the devil job.
0: just so you that know Bleach that made some the the very
2: devil. very uncomfortable walks to work from that mm. so Um, But yeah, so I moved up to Glasgow four years ago, and I've been living my life in Glasgow since. And yeah, it's it's been great. Um, I actually moved up here to do a nursing degree that I never completed. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my whole family were like, no, 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 you'll be a terrible nurse, you'll be an awful nurse. And then... When I dropped out, they were like, oh yeah, so you must have been bad then, and I was like, no, excuse me, I was an astounding nurse. (laughs) I just like dressing up and dancing on stages more. Um, Completely fair. (laughs) But that went to utter shit as well now, so. (laughs) What what about, obviously this is your own podcast, so you will have spoken about yourself. But, but just update me on mm-hmm. your, your pathway into drag. I mean, I haven't. I honestly haven't talked about that
1: probably since the very beginning of the podcast. So Unless people go back and binge listen to the entire thing, which I don't think they are. It's only 38, 39 episodes, but still. Um, as you can tell, I've been very good about doing a weekly podcast for three years. <laughs> Less, Less than week. 50, 50
2: episodes. Ugh. Did you not see this? too long?
1: It's been on for like three years, but there was like a year and a half in there that I was like, I was houseless, or like I was moving around, or I was depressed. So like yeah, the like
2: entirety out. of twenty nineteen, you just didn't all this.
1: I mean, honestly, most of twenty nineteen, I didn't really post much. Um, it was a lot. It was a, it was a year that uh, I went through a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I said earlier. Season six of Drag Race was a huge influence. My first ex um, showed me the Sissy That Walk music video. Um, Mm. I have a very, like, clear memory of, like, sitting in bed with him and him being like, oh, my God, I have to show you something. I think I want to try drag. And so he showed me the music video, and I was like, that's weird. Are those women or men? I don't understand. Why do they have boobs? What is this? I don't get it. Like that blonde one has to be a woman. I don't get it.
2: Oh, so you'd never been exposed to drag <laughs> at all before? Not really. I'd
1: seen, I'd seen like Mrs. Doubtfire and Chi Fu and stuff like that. But I grew up in a yeah. fairly like sheltered environment. So I didn't really have a lot of experience. And then he was mm-hmm. like, no, the, the, like he took me down the, that rabbit hole of like showing me what drag was and how people did it and talking about the makeup. And then he never did it. We broke up. Um, And I think that was, like, June of 2014, I think, Mm -hmm. is when that came out. I watched it soon after it came out. And -hmm. then January of 2015, I was like, I think this is interesting. And I was living in Missoula, Montana, in the middle of nowhere. There are no gay bars. There was one gay night a month at, like, one of the two nightclubs in town. And
0: it was awful. Oh, it was. And it was
1: an underground nightclub and there was only one door in or out so if anything had happened, we would have just all died.
0: Oh it was God. terrible.
1: And so I only went once. It was awful. Um, but I did, I painted like two faces of makeup a day. I would like paint a face in the morning, wash it off, go about my day, and then do one right before bed, wash it off, go to bed.
2: I remember those days. I had, yeah, I don't and, like. Kind
1: of... I Posted every once in a while on Instagram because I was like, I want to make this a thing. So I, that was that. That was before. That was before TikTok. It was. Mm-hmm. Af, it was like after buying before TikTok. Before um, yeah, before musically, there was an app. I don't remember what it's called, but it was a. It was another app where you could like play like a 10 second clip of something. Dub Smash. Dub Smash. Yes. It was like a 10 second clip of any audio you chose, and you could lip sync to it. Mm -hmm. And so I just did like, I don't get cute, I get drop dead gorgeous, or like little Katya clips here and there, musical theater stuff here and there, and would just like post whenever I would feel confident enough in my makeup Mm -hmm. that I would post it. Um, But I didn't go out until Pride 2015, Mm -hmm. and then I only went out for like an hour, and was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. And like went home and showered. I was like
0: I've never doing a cat. That was so scary. Oh, and now God. look
1: at me now. I ended up moving to Seattle. Things went really well for a while. And then they went really downhill for a while. And then I moved mm-hmm. to New York, and things went really well for a while. Then they went really downhill for a while. Then I went to London, and the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I'm just never allowed to. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's all been... building character.
2: It's something I've always really found so cool about you, actually, is, is like, you're moving around is great. That would stress me out. Oh, believe me, it's stressful. I, I, like, I, I like traveling, but moving?
1: I talked you're, about this a couple episodes ago uh, with one of my guests about how, like, my heart always feels, like, always wants to move, but my head never wants to so like I'm constantly stressed out about it but if I'm in one place too long I freak out but, like I it's mean, the worst yeah. thing. but I mean that's what I love about what was wonderful about last year was I kind of had a home base that I could go to in two different places mm-hmm. and kind of travel around from there um, and hopefully that'll happen again in the future but uh, yeah, yeah I
2: hopefully it, was, it won't be too long Oh my god. And I, uh, uh. It's, it's, it's ruining me. It's killing me, not being able to be on a
1: stage. Oh, fully. It, it, I, so tonight, I tried Twitch streaming for the first time. Mm. Um, had absolutely no people watch it. Mm. Apparently, there were five individuals that watched at one point, but not long enough to, like, say anything. And it just reminded me of how online drag is so different from in-person drag. And, like, the reason I really started doing drag full-time in Seattle was because I loved the interaction I could have with people. Yeah, I loved going out. I loved attention. I'm yeah. an attention for um, most drag queens are. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the youngest in two families, so I
0: like attention.
1: Um, <laughs> but oh, going from that and and having that kind of constant affirmation, an immediate affirmation. Because when yeah. you're performing on stage, you get an immediate satisfaction of, oh, they really liked that. Oh, they really didn't. Let me try yeah. something out. Oh, they really liked that. Let me teach them that. Mm-hmm. Versus online, you can do something and be like, like, I sit and I edit something, and I think it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I'll post it, and it gets two views, and I'm like, yeah. well great i guess i don't know what other people like
2: yeah it is really really insane trying to navigate um online drag cuz like the the thing i've kind of noticed is as with anything when something's new everyone's like oh wow this is so cool this is really cool and everyone's doing it everyone's watching it so like the first few months of online drag i was like oh wow this is really cool it's really cool that you know, we've came together like this as a community. It's really cool that the fans are supporting it an awful lot. And then the the hype around it died down. Then a lot of queens were like, "This is so much work."
1: You all got burnt <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> the, the 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 any kind of tipping all died out, mm. and and now it's like basically doesn't happen here. Yeah, at all anymore.
0: And even, beyond,
2: while,
1: but... even beyond livelihoods, like it was, it was the way that I got out a lot of what I was dealing with in my life. Yeah, like it was how I—I've always been a musician. I've always been on stage. I've always done that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's the medium I use in order to work through my emotions as well yeah. as entertain people. Yeah, and so without that medium, I've all of a sudden just like. I want to go crazy. I don't know what to do. I just want to punch (laughs) holes in
2: walls. (laughs) That's the thing, though. Like, so many drag queens are like that. So Or Mm -hmm. or drag artists, sorry. We're we're all like that. Where a lot of us will will use that as a way to, you know, oh, you feel like shit? Cool, I'm going to perform something sad or something angry or -hmm. or something even happy and, and channel full emotion into it. That's why you can always tell. Someone who's doing drag for fun, which is still okay, or someone who's really, really passionate about their drag—you can tell by their lip sync, in my opinion. Um, Oh, absolutely! It's one of those things where I
1: haven't had many people ask me, like, "Should I do drag?" Like, anymore, it's just kids will just start doing it, and that's great. Like it, but when I was when I was an opera singer and when I did lots of stage like mm-hmm. work it was a lot of should i be an actor should i be a singer why should i be a singer and the answer that I was always told me was the answer that i always gave people and that if you can see yourself doing anything else in this world do that other thing yeah like anything in the art you have to
0: have to do it.
1: like there's it's it's you are not going to create good art if there's no passion you can yeah. create mediocre art, and you can create some, some good stuff. Like, there's a certain amount of talent that will carry you for a little while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, the, the queens, specifically since we're talking about drag, the drag artists who have been doing it for decades are the people who cannot live unless it's in their life.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and, and you, all you need to do is, is cycle through some of their performances, and the standard is so high because mm-hmm. they've just got so much passion um and and love undying love love that is not died out in that length of time which is so cool to me and you know i sometimes i actually forget i've only been doing it for three years Mm -hmm. because i um grew really really quickly um i kind of started performing everywhere in scotland out of absolutely nowhere which I don't think was talent.
1: I think it was luck. <laughs> I think it was I was just mean, really,
2: really lucky. But um, but
1: the entertainment industry, it's like 5% talent and 95% a lot of luck. Oh, yeah. A I lot of right know. place at the right time. Like, but, I, I like to tell people the first time I ever got a hosting gig, I was definitely not the best person for the job. I had only been doing drag for three months. Mm-hmm. But it was because it was at a bar that I went to every night because I felt comfortable there. I liked people there yeah like me I was in the right place at the right time someone yeah. left and they were like hey you're always here do you just want to show like yeah sure <laughs> sure okay <laughs> so it's it's <laughs> a little bit what you do it's mostly right place right time
2: yeah Philly. Really. um so I, I, I sometimes forget I've only been doing it three years but I, I do hope that in 10 years I'll still be Doing doing drag. I think I maybe might need to stop dancing in that time because it's already ruining my body. <laughs> um, I'm very, very unfit. I've already got a bionic fucking ankle because of dancing. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I. It's one of those things I, I can visualize it. I can mm-hmm. see it in my head. There's so many things that in my life that I couldn't visualize, and I was like, well, this uh, not meant to be. Yeah. You know? But, but drag oh, it's is so funny. Every
1: time it. I get into drag, like, getting into drag, I fucking hate it.
0: I get mm. so angry. Oh, I'm like, why,
1: why am I awful. doing this? It hurts. I hate this. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I get on stage, I perform, and at the end, I'm like,
0: I feel so great right
1: now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad
2: you said that. I'm glad you're another, another um, artist like that, because that's exactly what I'm like. You put on the foundation, your eyebrow is a degree off, you hate everything. <laughs> You put on your eyelash. One eyelash is a degree higher than the other.
1: You hate everything. Or you forget um, that you really hate those shoes that are four and a half inches instead of six inches. Why yes, the fuck really? did you bring the four and a half inches? Well, I guess I have to perform in them now. And then at the exactly. end, you're just like, oh, I'm glad I performed. <laughs> you, you know, I,
2: I recently, just before um, Corona started, I got a corset again for the first time in two years. Yay! And um, because I'd started padding to offset the fact I didn't corset, which worked. It wasn't awful. I mean that's what most people. But then I was like, oh no, I want to make the, the shape more dramatic. I'm gonna get a corset, and then I remembered why I stopped corseting. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw photos of myself. So uh, it's uh-huh. always when you when you see the product afterwards, you're always like, yeah, yeah now nah, it was worth it. But during it, it's oh, it's
0: awful.
1: Yeah, That was that's something that people always call out with me is they are always like wow your padding is so great which is why I, one of my hashtags is what padding because I don't pad I put a little bit of mm-hmm, my boobs mm-hmm, to kind of mm-hmm. smush them together but people are always like wow your padding so great and like I don't pad I force it <laughs> yeah. there is not a time I'm in drag where I'm not tight laced into a steel bone force
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and it's possibly one of the worst feelings in the world but then you catch that glimpse of yourself in a mirror and you're and like, you like oh. You're like oh I feel it and then those people come up to you and you're like you're so gorgeous you inspire me blah 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 mm-hmm. and you're like okay I'm glad I did this I'm glad I, I'm kind of glad I'm in pain right now
2: <laughs> one thing about Scottish Jack actually that I want to know whether or not you guys have okay. we have a massive underage like under 18 community of of drag here i don't know if that's something that happens anywhere else because i sure as hell don't see it in england
1: it's definitely not cultivated in the u.s i know there mm-hmm. are we the term has kind of come about to be drag kids okay. um there there are some drag kids that i know mm-hmm. of uh, but they're definitely not very encouraged they're not supported they don't have places to perform Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't drag shows th- that I know of other than like Drag Queen Story Hour or like the occasional now drive in drag show that kids could go to. But it's not, most drag in the US is just in clubs and just 21 plus. <laughs> Over here, you have to be 21 to drink. Over there, course, it's 18. Yeah. So 18. So you can, so like every once in a while, like when I was hosting shows in Seattle, I would bring in 18-year-olds every once in a while, and they were allowed to be in the dressing room, and they were allowed to be on stage. Um, I had to warn all of the other performers beforehand because we weren't allowed to have that, all that stage, if there was mm-hmm. someone under 21. Um, but I would kind of work around that a little bit, but we couldn't have anyone under 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, long way around, no, there huge <laughs> <laughs> culture it's, for underage drag in the
2: that, That's something we seem to have an abundance here, Is these really, really, really talented, talented kids, Um, and there's been a few like um, uh, school organized or or like community center organized drag shows for these kids, and it's so so cool. Um, There there's there's a lot of issues to talk about there, which I won't go into, but uh, and I do think there should be a separation between yeah kind of worlds they absolutely shouldn't merge but I, what i find so cool about scottish drag is that you know spaces have been created that weren't even there five years ago when i was their age we, we've been we're creating spaces where these kids are accepted and they're having an opportunity to try out drag and 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 really really get creative with with themselves. Just something, That's something I did that
1: you kill for. It's necessary. Like, if I had had something like that when I was a kid, like, I loved playing in makeup, and I loved mm-hmm. being in theater shows. I hated memorizing lines. Like, yeah. <laughs> why, I'm on, why I do drag. Is because yeah. I can lip sync, and if I forget a word here and there, it's covered.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like twirl- if, if I had known <laughs>
1: about drag when I was 10, 11, 12, and my parents had been cool with it, I would have been doing it back then. Yeah. Like Yeah. That's what that's the thing with a lot of means who start and are like, I'm just doing this because i drag race. I'm like, I'm doing this because I can't not <laughs> I would have been I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I remember being like I must have been like four or five years old. And, like, dressing up in my mom's nightgown and, like, wearing her high heels, which high heels for her were, like, two inches, but, to, like, two inches to a four- or five-year-old is a lot. Yeah. A lot of inches. Um And, like, stomping around the, <laughs> the living room being, like, I feel so pretty. This is great. Of course, it was a velvet nightgown, so, like, take that as you will. Velvet is still one of my favorite things to <laughs> like, I, I had the
2: exact same experience, except le- I've, I've been leveled up in a way. My aunt had, I think, I want to say five inch white PVC ooh.
0: boots. He had right. go go
2: boots? Oh, higher, sci highs.
1: Oh my I God. Think. Right, stiletto. Amazing.
2: And I, Amazing. I used to steal them, and I would steal my grand's scarfs and wrap it around my head. <laughs> like, like, long hair. Um, I'm, I'm stomp about like that. I (laughs) just had
1: a recovered memory. Oh my God. (laughs) I remember being, going over to my Nana's house, uh, my mom's mom Mm -hmm. or her apartment while my mom was like working. she used to work at the zoo in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And when we were very little, we couldn't go along with her. Um, And I would go over to my Nana's, and she would babysit my sister and I. And I'd be like, Nana, I want to put on nail polish. And so we'd, like, go into the bathroom, and she'd, like, polish my fingernails. And Mm -hmm. then, like, ten minutes before my mom was supposed to be back, she'd be like, okay, we need to take the nail polish off, because your mom's not going to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Aww. It's it's so strange. It's it's always in us.
0: It is always in us.
1: And it's something that should be cultivated. You just, it's, it's not anything to do with like being effeminate or being masculine. It's, it's everything to do with just, I want to express myself and be creative and have fun. And if Uh, I want my nails to be colorful, I want my nails to be colorful.
2: Like. It's so, it's so innocent. Because the argument mm -hmm. I always see is that, oh, you're, you're taking away kids' innocence. And it's like, are you not just the most most blossom
1: Like. Would you say the same thing about handing them a piece of paper and a bunch of, like, Crayola pens and be like, you can't have these? It's going to take away your innocence.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, it's the exact
1: same thing, just on a face.
2: If anything, what's taking away kids' innocence these days is, like, internet. I mean, that's that's what ruined mine. Like, I mean, did we ever
1: have innocence? Well, (laughs) you know what, man? Fuck off. No, I think. I think there is something to be said for like like you were saying I don't think there should that kids should always be performing um, I don't think kids should necessarily be performing in the same places that we've always been performing there should be safe spaces um, yeah. They should absolutely be safe spaces just because it's hard um, as as someone who has produced a couple of online drag shows <laughs> it is hard telling a drag queen hey I need you to like come up with a number that's family friendly and they're like so like Disney like no just like something that doesn't have a bunch of swearing and isn't like overtly sexual for one not that I want to like temper your sexuality because that's why we're all in this is to like express ourselves Mm -hmm. but like every once in a while I need you to understand that like a 12 year old
0: could do this
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's not my job to decide when they should be exposed to certain things Yeah, so like it's it's hard um but if you can create those spaces where uh where people can be creative and it isn't forced into a specific box Mm -hmm. that's a very special
2: absolutely now there's there's so many things about scottish strike that i i do really love um i i love how you know other genders doing drag is so not an issue here no one really cares there's a lot like no one cares about what your gender is and your drag no one cares about what your body is like and your drag people just care about what kind of drag you're producing um that's <laughs> meaning like what, loved
1: like if you're putting effort in yeah, they just I for talent style. Like. That's always been my thing. If I'm producing a show, I don't care what you look like, how long you've been doing it. I just want to see effort. If yeah. it's your second time in drag and you're busted as fuck and your lip thinking isn't that great, but you're trying your damnedest and you're living yeah. your life, I'm going to love it.
2: Yeah, really um, But if you're like
1: 40 and busted and you've been doing drag for 20 years and you don't care anymore and you're just doing it because you have to, I'm probably not <laughs> not reading anyone in particular there
0: honestly (laughs)
1: honestly, just just saying i fostering
0: passion
2: yeah um but so that that's actually that is the exact word i would describe the entirety of the scottish drag scene with is passion Mm. there's so much not everyone has it but there's so much of it here for even in
0: the audience
2: yeah, uh, but then I think that that passion sometimes translates into a lot of highly strong emotions, a lot of <laughs> anger. So, man, in the in the UK, we are viewed as like the the Twitter drama community because we <laughs> you guys are, have you ever seen Chicago Twitter? <laughs> I haven't actually, but we air absolutely every piece of dirty laundry out on Twitter, and it is. Really, really not good. It's something we do need to change as as say, a community. I will say every now and then I'll
1: like log into Twitter and see like someone responding to something. It's usually like it's usually like you or like Bluejazzle or like. Don't say I mean, it's usually me. Or like no no no, just from the people that I'm like friends with on Twitter. Like mm. I'll see you like ending a conversation or just like making a comment and like. Oh God! There was drama. <laughs> Sprawling <Yeah>. past
2: it. <laughs> so, so that's something I think we need to work on as as a community because we, in the UK, we are we are viewed as the dramatic, angry ones. But I I do think that has its root in passion. It's because everyone cares so much mm. about them about themselves, but about other people and and their shows. And so, yeah, I think it's a lot of misunderstood passion.
0: And yeah, I think and I will a lot say of negative
2: energy, but I think we can work on it.
1: Yeah, and I will say having grown up with a father who's got it, and his family is very got it. Like going to the Highland Games every year, like, like, yeah. It's a bad Titan. You were to on, the Highland Games in my life.
0: Oh,
2: it's
1: so much fun! The paper toss is hilarious. Um, or he he was born on uh, Robert Burns' birthday, so we always went to like the Robert Burns. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway so I grew up in a Scottish family there is a specific brand of passion that Scottish people have not in a bad way it's, it's <laughs> that's the
0: best way it's ever been described <laughs> <great. It's,
1: it's laughs> like you can call Americans very passionate because we're just big and loud and like opinionated mm-hmm. but Scottish passion is much more like it, the 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 roots the are a lot deeper. It's a lot more just like, we know what we're doing, we know what we're about, and we're passionate about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain. But like, it's it's definitely like, I think most of the world who would see that drama would take it as like a bad, negative, terrible thing, when in mm-hmm. reality, like, I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I got it.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, like, you, it's okay. a very specific type of passion. And it's one of the reasons i love performing there like i performed at the rabbit hole and i you know i don't move very much when i perform mm-hmm. and when you're performing there you really can't move a lot because yeah. of like like less than a meter wide stage and yeah like you've got four get or five meters s-
2: it's
0: not three, very much and three like square
2: blocks to perform on
1: and the room and, is always packed and it's packed so you can't do anything but like the, the littlest movement and the crowd just gets so excited like, I would move my arm and they're like,
0: oh my god! Like, Is that
1: maybe because you just
2: really lowered their expectations by not moving for three minutes? No, I think it's because Alice <laughs> went first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's okay, Alice won't listen to this, she doesn't care.
1: Oh, she should, I love Alice. Um,
2: Have you seen Alice's Instagram recently? Um, always. Oh, okay. I love Alice. <laughs> one of the best drag queens in the world. I, Yet another thing I think Scottish drag queens have been doing. Just thinking just about amazing Alistair, drag. Me. No, but, but like I, I do think we have been killing it like digitally. Yeah. Um, just content creation. You, so many of us are still going. Like I, I posted yesterday, mm-hmm. I've, not been, I've I've definitely lost my momentum but I'm finding some of it every now and again and finding some inspiration. But, um, yeah,
1: I mean, you. We're all I,
2: still doing it.
1: I follow a whole lot of girls, you and Drew and, and Friends and Alice and Eddie and October and all of those people. And the 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 journey y'all are on it with your drag digitally is really exciting. Um, and it's just it's fun to see drag artists being able to do
0: what they're
1: excited about. Mm-hmm. Versus, I feel like a lot of drag. And quote-unquote, alternative is tends to be squashed and then people have to go and do beauty makeup again. But up oh, really? Is that is that... I mean, it's, it's just the Instagram beauty community. One of I mean, or maybe that, it's just because I paint the same face every day time but I think everyone has to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, because what,
2: one, one development that has been in... Um, The last couple of years is um, a show we have here called Hellbent, which is, um, it's a show in um, Glasgow's like, it's a really famous rock club called The Cat House, Mm -hmm. which I'm incidentally also a bartender in, but um, it's like a rock and metal club. Um, I haven't been
1: inside it the outside
2: looks really good <laughs> it, it's a rock room uh, this is this is turning into a paid promotion for the Cat House Glasgow <laughs> it's got it. room punk rock room, R&B room, it's a really really cool club, really really nice on the inside and um, we started a drag show in there and it's like it's one of those you know how if something happens less often you look forward to it more it's more Mm -hmm. special so it's one of those once a month drag shows and um, it's like packed every single time and there's like little to no pop music it's all alternative drag and it's just all really really appreciated and and, and blossomed and and queens from all over Scotland will come and do guest slots and it's really really cool we had some people up from England as well I couldn't imagine a community that, that actually tells a, a, a part of drag to
1: fuck off and change. I, ca- that's the I mean, welcome thing. to most American shows, like New York, LA, Seattle, all of them, like there will be like one, maybe two alternative shows and the rest mm. are like, like you, you hear about like WeHo versus Downtown or like in Seattle you have Top of the hill. Like, Okay. Or in New York, you have like Midtown versus Brooklyn guys. Like it's, it's very separate, very like at okay. part because the the top 40 teams that I'm having with the alternative girls and the alternative girls, think that the top 40 teams are boring to this. Mm-hmm. Versus like going to a show in Glasgow or Edinburgh, you have, like you're saying, it's an incredible mix of both and it's so cute that i think what it is i think what it is is you you all have this expectation of your audience that they're willing to go on a journey you. Mm-hmm. and because you expect that and you raise that bar for your audience they go along with you versus teams and drag artists here we don't necessarily always have that expectations of our audiences and we're like oh we're just going to do the stuff that sells you and it
0: it is so
2: funny (laughs) the the audiences seem so different I've seen a lot of videos of queens performing in America and like absolutely fucking destroying Mm -hmm. the stage pissing on it out of every orifice (laughs) like astounding, jaw dropping never been done before and the audience is silent Mm -hmm. and that blows my mind because if that happened in Scotland the performance wouldn't maybe the music wouldn't stop but the performance would probably stop and we'd be like uh and be like raising Hello. our hands <laughs> and like pointing at people in Scotland if you if you are not immersed in the show don't
1: come to the show I mean to the point where like I have never had an entire audience sing along with a song that I performed except when I was yeah, that, like that the last time I was there, the I did a song that I don't think anyone in America
2: would know. I did Too Close by Alex Blair. I mean, I don't know it, so. Uh,
1: and it feels like I am just too Yeah, I didn't
2: know that, that song.
1: Um, I don't think people here would know it or care about it if it was performed on stage. And literally, the entirety of Delmonica is just erupted singing along with the entire, <laughs> song. not just the chorus. But the entire song, and they were living for it. I was like, okay, okay, cool. And then the next number, I came out and did like um, a couple songs from The Wiz, and everyone was still in it and like singing along with it. I was like, I could do literally anything. I could sit in the middle of the stage while music's playing and not do anything, and audiences would go
2: crazy. I I mean, (laughs) if anything, I think that's why maybe some of our shows are quieter. Because you you only go to one of our shows if you really, really want to be there.
0: Which
1: is so, great because that means that the people that are there actually like are really into it. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. But um I, I even remember that like I once performed this this K-pop song called um Sums Up. Um it's not a very highly regarded K pop song. <laughs> the choreography is very, very simple and the main chorus choreography is literally putting your thumbs up.
0: But I can someday,
2: feel that. Yeah, I just choreography. <laughs> I don't know if it was because I was so visibly having fun on stage, because it was like it was my week. It was the weekly show I'm part of, so I was like, I was having an off week. I hadn't really prepared anything big, so I was. I just wanted to have some fun, and I. Th- I think people could see I was having fun. I was like struggling not to laugh through my lip sync because of how stupid it was and then by the second or third chorus everyone in the audience was like either doing the thumb dance move or screaming thumbs up at the same time mm-hmm. and it's just the most insane thing because it's so weird to me but i fucking love it yeah and it's crazy that that's you not have a to thing i i have
1: literally i've seen one of my favorite numbers was i saw a drag queen do bill rayneen from sound of music just straight off the soundtrack like mm-hmm. nothing exciting to off the soundtrack, so re Mi, from Sound of Music, and the audience lived for it. It was silly, yeah. it was stupid, but the queen was having fun. You could tell she was having fun, and the audience went along to that ride. It's so much fun when you actually care about it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been going for an hour and a half, so we should probably cut off the podcast here, unfortunately. No we can have you back another time, though. I would love that. Um... Jeez. Well, I think, anyone... we should, we think we should
2: organize it next time though, because we're gonna have an awful lot of tangents. Hey,
1: this this podcast honestly should just be called There are Gonna Be Fuck Tons of Tangents. Get over it. <laughs> it would be the best podcast. Um where can people find you online? So um I...
2: Well, the fact my name is Kiko doesn't help any searches because then the makeup brand will just come out. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything, uh, any YouTube videos or anything like that you may be interested in, just search Kiko Jack. Um I'm at Kiko DQ on most social medias such as Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, you can probably find me stealing food out back of a Japanese restaurant because I can't afford to get in. Oh, yeah. I know the <laughs>
1: Yeah. Or just eating your free meal at your on, on your system. Yeah. Literally.
0: <laughs> um, and oh, as,
1: yeah. and as always Oh, and where can um before I launch into my spiel, um, if people want to tip you, where how would people do? That? If for
2: some incredibly strange reason you want <laughs> to tip me. Um my pay, I use PayPal for tips and um just to really, really confuse everybody. My Instagram is Kiko DQ, but my PayPal is DQ Kiko, Perfect. because Kiko DQ was taken. How <laughs> <laughs> it was taken, I don't know. I actually don't think it is DQ Kiko. I think I've just lied to everyone.
0: <gasps>
1: how dare you lie to me?
2: I never use anything. People don't like be to be online to
1: me. How dare you lie to my audience of thousands of <laughs> thousands of people? <laughs> Thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, nearly a million listeners a month, but I still can't get ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my PayPal is dqkiko. Sorry, I had That's to favorite. very quickly check it. <laughs> and that, for those of you who, for some reason, don't understand accent, but dqk <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, because no. to an American, if they're not used to Scottish accent, they would probably put a U in. Thing. Are you at the end? Because when you say Kiko, it sounds like Kiko. But you're saying like Kiko. 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 Because I'm American. I'm from Kiko.
2: Seattle. Like a key you put in a door. And Kiko, <laughs> as in like the abbreviation of kidding on. <laughs> it's quite easy. It's only four letters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just had to read you a little bit for your accent. Mm-hmm. One last time before the other the podcast. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you can always find our information down in the description box. If you um, have any questions, comments, concerns, freak out or suggestions, you can email us at podcast at um, Thank you for being on the podcast. So.
2: Thank you so much for having me and, and congratulations, was, congratulations yeah, to anyone who has made it to yeah, the end this <laughs> It uttering. was a journey but it was a oh, journey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but.
1: Anyway, be yeah, you all. But, Bye. Yeah, but. yeah, but thank you yeah, for listening but. to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah.